3: And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at the Twitch at Twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. We had a pact, but fairly divisive, Raw after Mania this year uh, uh lars and i are going to give you guys our thoughts and comments about that we'll run down the show answer some of your questions uh but first uh this was pretty funny we had uh oh by the way quick programming note no numbers don't lie this week because we're going to sort of take it a little bit more easy because of the heavy streaming weekend mm-hmm. we'll be back with that to revisit bret hart next week though. yeah new poll uh, new all that knew all that
4: exactly maybe I'll try we to will have bret matches more importantly maybe listen to more bret hart promos
3: Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, We will have uh, a new episode of our bonus episode overrun today for Twitch subs, YouTube channel members, and of course, Patreons Mm -hmm. at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, First up, a little bit of uh, uh, interpromotional shit talk. Yeah. Which is always
4: fun to see from a guy who's no stranger to it. No. Seth freaking Rollins. He seems to revel in it, in fact. Uh, So during an interview from uh, Raw last night, I believe, with Gorilla Position, Seth Rollins was asked, uh, who would he like to see follow Cody Rhodes uh, and come through the forbidden door to WWE? And this is what Seth had to say in response. These transcripts come to you from cage-side seats. Quote, anybody who wants to come work in the big leagues. And he does, it says here, cackle. And I can confirm, he does cackle. Is it, is it like an in-character cackle? It's kind of in Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so he good. says, I said it to him last night. I said it before. This is premier professional wrestling company on the planet. I know. Oh, don't say professional wrestling. Doesn't matter. We have the best in the world, and now we have Cody Rhodes on top of that, and he is joining that club. So if you want to be the best, don't go play rinky-dink. Come here. <laughs> do your thing here. We are the best. Top-notch. across the
3: world. Is this the Source Awards? <laughs> <He's not laughs> if you don't though.
4: want okay go ahead he says hey, and i'm not taking anything away from anybody else who's uh who's anywhere else i love it do what you do you guys are tremendous there's great talents out there but this is where you are the best this is where you find out if you can hack it on the top 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 level that's great that's amazing because he knows people just pick this shit up and run with it he's it's he's 85 awesome. in character throughout this whole interview i watched most of it this is like seemingly right after he'd probably had it or shortly after we had a segment with Cody. He's got you know, he's got the suit on and everything. He's this is all mostly in jest. Now I know he is very rah rah, WWE and has been oh, for yeah, a good man. number of years. Absolutely. Yeah. But
3: this is him having fun. Oh yeah, for sure. But, you know, it gets everybody up in arms. Exactly. Wrestling, Twitter, and all that kind of stuff. You know what, man? There's nobody happier that AEW exists than a guy like Seth Rollins because it ups his price. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes time for negotiations, everybody knows there's another company out there now, and that just makes his price tag go up. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, no. I love Seth Rollins, man. I think he's doing terrific work now, of course. Seems like maybe the feud between him and Cody Rhodes will continue uh, uh given what we saw on the Raw after mania man when we entered into our pre-show today on the twitch uh you and i are both like you know kind of liked raw it was it was it was a tweet from uh from our friend sean ross app he <laughs> last night before his recap he tweeted out man that was a lame raw after mania come watch us review it and i was like oh shit did, did i miss something I, I I'll be honest with you, man. And this might be that's this might be me being a WWE sweaty, Larson. Oh wow. <laughs> but, Let's hear it. but I don't know. With the exception of maybe some matches that could have been a bit more dynamic. I thought, or maybe, you know, added some stuff that could have forwarded some some stuff. I thought Raw after Mania was decent last night, especially considering within context, the last couple of years have been actual dog shit. I know even the last two years. Granted, there was COVID, uh, and so it was Thunderdome last year, and before that, it was Empty Arena. Mm-hmm. But like, even going back to like 2019 wasn't particularly good. No. Uh, the year before that, we're going to take a look at that and Overrun, by the way, yeah. uh, the last couple like 10 years or so of Raw After Manias and see how many have actually been decent.
4: But like, I don't know. I th- I kind of enjoyed last night's Raw, to be honest with you. The last Raw After Mania that I can remember actually being interesting was probably the one we were at in Orlando. When Roman mm, yeah. comes out to start the show and is booed. Yeah. It was a lively crowd, Like yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, revival debuted. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was a, that was, a that if I remember correctly, that was a pretty decent show, even though I was mm-hmm. exhausted by the time we went to that Raw. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, as, as a standalone episode of Raw, it was fine. At least there's mm-hmm. story progression. Things happen. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. all I ask for from Raw these days. It's just over the course of the three hours, have a couple things happen, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, within context of the last three, four, maybe five raw after manias, which have been largely uneventful. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was pretty decent, man. we had the return of Elias, uh, as maybe a different character, maybe not, which is, is kind of comedically intriguing. I'm interested to see where they go with it. Um, Veer finally came. Yeah. And he came pretty hard there with yeah. the uh, the Mysterios. Uh, I would have liked a little bit more. I mean, I know how they're they're presenting him as like, you know, a destroyer off the bat, which yeah, yeah, always yeah. usually bodes well for a person um, to just to see, you know, where they're going to be headed. It's the, it wasn't it was not like an emelina situation, which a lot of people feared.
4: Yeah, yeah. They didn't um, make his actual debut a joke. Right, exactly, you know.
3: <laughs> which sadly enough, we have to you know give credit where credits to if you don't make somebody's debut a joke yeah um,
4: um it may have been nice if like him coming out and attacking the Mysterios, you know, I guess you want you want to make a name for yourself, he'd you come out and attack a legend and and his son it'd have been nice if they had uh him return and actually get involved in something story wise and have mm-hmm. his and have his attack be motivated beyond just oh coming out here to make a name for myself you know
3: yeah i mean that's you know that's where the criticism comes in it would have been nice if you know veer's got a great look mm-hmm. and uh and all in his all little in his vignettes i'm like oh man this guy's got a good voice he's got a great backstory which we kind of knew they weren't gonna go there which is sad because his backstory is great they made a fucking
4: it movie is, about it is, it's guy. really interesting and he's a super athletic dude
3: yeah, he is now. I don't know. I mean, he might not be great in the ring or whatever at this early stage in his career. Um, but I mean, you know, if you have a look and you got a promo, you don't really need everything in the ring, anyways. Well, he's got
4: um, he's got his looks good. His promos good. He's athletic. Mm-hmm,
3: yeah, which means he can learn.
4: Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, I, I, it would have been kind of
3: cool if they would have. Presented somebody with a bit more dimension mm-hmm. than you know, wild crazy eyes and breathing really heavy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. The 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 they, they, WWE likes that thing,
4: anyways. Yeah, no, I know. I um, know. They, they 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 don't mind. In fact, they seem to enjoy just having a bunch of one-dimensional characters out there.
3: Yeah, I know. Uh, I loved Cody's promo. I I loved his promo.
4: There's I one thing I didn't so like about the whole presentation. Good. So when they have yeah. the Cody Vader, as we saw at WrestleMania. It was fine. He actually rose from the, the stage to mm-hmm. the ramp. Mm-hmm. So on Raw they had to construct like a little pedestal with its own yeah. ramp. Because yeah. the the stage at Raw is what, like two and a half, three feet high. Right. It's yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's pretty shallow. Yeah. So he obviously can't, you know, go from underground. There's not a subterranean evader. Mm-hmm. They gotta build it up. <laughs> yeah. And so they add this thing to it and they cut to him too early, so he's his head sticking out of the top of this thing, he's kinda looking around before he starts to rise up. And I'm like, this looks so... Speaking of rinky-dink, that looked rinky-dink. <laughs> that looked rinky-dink. That looked rinky-dink. I, like, do, I understand uh, yeah. that's 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 an important part in his mind of his entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They right. got to find a solution that's better than that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, you can't have his head just, hey, what's going on? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> and he <you> got like <laughs> the narrow, you know, like when you get a U-Haul truck and you have the ramp you pull out to help you walk <laughs> up it? That's what the ramp looked like. Yeah, yeah.
3: No, that's that's a good point. It's the details sometimes that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that that's a good that's a good point. I thought the meat of his actual promo was pretty. good. Yeah, the you meat of his
4: cr- he he outlined his motivation about why he returned to WWE, and it's it's relatable and it's personal.
3: Yeah, and it's very it, there's specific, a very specific. A solid, yeah,
4: yeah, there's very a very specific goal he's after. It's not some mm-hmm. nebulous thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, and I, I at this point,
3: like, I'd be kind of shocked if he didn't get the WWE title. Yeah. Um. The end of the show, let's talk about like one, I guess, kind of a negative. I, I'll, I'll call it a negative because I, even in the moment, I was like, okay, I understand why they did that, but it's kind of lame. Roman Reigns at the end of Raw dropped a two, five minute promo where he basically just said, You want to know what I'm doing next? Go tune into SmackDown on Friday. Does this mean. Are they are are they at a point where they actually don't know what they're gonna do with that with with the with the two titles? You'd think they'd have a distinct plan in mind when they announce the thing, but then it's WWE. Hold on, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. What are you okay. talking
4: about? I know they were getting to the point of WrestleMania after that. I don't know. I'm sure that's their attitude. I don't know. Well, we thought we'd raise the stakes,
3: so we put both titles on the line. But Bruce, what's next? God damn it, pal. <laughs>
4: yeah no I mean that's, it,
3: that's my new my, that's my new favorite thing by the way, is is God impression damn it of Bruce.
4: <sighs> Bruce's impression oh. of Vince McMahon yeah. you know it would have been one thing if if the contents of the promo built to him saying, you know like it, like it's some swerve at the end, like he's building up to his moment of, of, of announcing what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm, he, and at yeah. the end he says, well, if you want to know." Watch SmackDown. But it wasn't Give even us that. A hint. Give it was a hint. it was it was he says, man, hey, list off our success. He did. Mm-hmm. Roman Primer says, I told you I was gonna smash Brock. I smashed him. And if you wanna know what i to do next, watch SmackDown. And that was it. That was it. Yeah. That was nobody, it. it was nobody interrupted him. Nope.
3: I mean, it would have been cool if you debut somebody. Or just have Cody and, come out. Or just Yeah. Again. That's a that's a bit quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that—that's really booking yourself into a corner. Because Cody, he's like, "Hey, I'm going to get this title, but you got to be strategic about it. You can't take on the tribal chief now. You got to wait if, and see if the if tribal get chief people is going to. Gonna... If you want to get people talking, you have Cody come out. Yeah, um, or have something happen. What do you think about a uh, uh, Braun Breaker winning that NXT title on
4: Raw? I guess. Th- and this shouldn't surprise me. WB cares more about now, of all times, getting eyeballs on, on NXT rather than telling a coherent story. I mean, I, I was. Well, it kind of fits in. It, it kind of fits in. To a degree. It t- but it seems like. He got okay, his rematch. Yeah. He got his rematch. But again, that's just like, oh, Braun was impressive enough he got his rematch. Kind of flimsy rationale after this is his rematch from losing it the first time. Um, I did like the commentary, continued the story they're telling at NXT about him. Being inexperienced and his opponents, mm-hmm. if they're veterans, taking advantage of that, and it did play into this match as well. Where they tr- or Dolph tried to replay the finish what happened on Saturday didn't work out for him. Braun wins. He's a quick. Uh, he's a quick learner. He's a quick learner, but he's still learning. He's still learning. Exactly. They continue that story from NXT, which is cool. I, I mean, on one hand, you, you kind of feel like I kind of feel like, well, this is NXT. I don't mind the title defense being on there on the show because it's yeah. good exposure. Yeah. But if you want to have that moment where Braun gets a title back, I don't know, I, I feel like you do it in front of an NXT crowd. Yeah, you do, 100%. A crowd that will, that will fully appreciate it, as opposed to a Raw crowd who seem like half people are just kind of like, okay. I'll be
3: honest with you. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Um, because, look, I, I, I do appreciate
4: that NXT got a spotlight. I do. I, yeah. I think that's great. You, could have, but you if, could have Braun win on Saturday and have Dolph say, I want my rematch on Raw, and Braun beats him again, you know?
3: But do assuming... That. Assuming, assuming that some of that 600,000 that are watching NXT exclusively watch NXT, don't you Mm -hmm. have to make that assumption? And then they're going to, they tuned in to stand and deliver. They're like, oh my God, Braun lost to Dolph Ziggler. What happens next? Well, what happens next is going to be on NXT TV. And then he shows up and he's champion. He's like, whoa. Or do they just assume, no, all these people are, if you're watching NXT, you're savvy enough to watch. But I don't think you should make that assumption. I don't think you should make that
4: assumption unless you have actual analytics in front of you that says as much. God damn it, pal. I don't know if they do. I don't need numbers. I've got my gut. Uh, yeah. I know. it sounds like something uh, Vince would say.
2: You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.
3: Uh, let's, let's talk I'm re watching the Cody thing here because I honestly think I saw somebody tweet out a picture of a still from his head just being there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I missed the actual literal beginning of his entrance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so re- I'm just re watching it. It's a good,
4: good 10 seconds he's just standing there looking around. <laughs> um,. And maybe it, maybe um, it isn't quite that long, but it felt like a long time. So many recaps. Well, I'm going to find out right now. You guys are going to get me live reacting to yeah. Cody. So uh, one last and pretty major story beat happening last night on Raw. We had uh, MVP turning on uh, Bobby Lashley and aligning with Amos after Lashley uh, beat Amos at WrestleMania. Um, and MVP was ver- very clear with his motivation. La- he kept on saying, oh, you don't need me anymore, huh? Yeah, this is something right, that's been yeah. building for months. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, you know, so yeah, this, this, he is, even, not a, this yeah. is not a story beat. This out of the blue, you know. There's been kind of tension between MVP and Lashley for a very long time. Lashley beat his ass,
3: <laughs> like uh, I don't know, a couple months ago, whenever yeah. that was. Yeah, in advance of like SummerSlam or whatever it was. Um, yeah, no, that was that was uh, that was good uh we had sort of called that like i know there were some people in our chat that were like hey what if this happened and you and i i think had thought oh maybe mvp's gonna turn on him i forget who exactly came up with the idea but it seemed like a good one a solid one Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the idea of amas being with somebody else um i think we had somebody had suggested oh what if amas joined the hurt business Or, or he beats lashley or takes lashley to limit and lashley says hey kid Come with us, yeah. Well, like it was almost there, and said MVP turns on Lashley, yeah, and and Amos joins him. I think that's a great move for Amos. Yeah, it illustrates uh number one, he's gonna have another guy to learn from, and number two, it's not like they've given up on him. Lashley's a big deal; it's yeah. no harm to to lose to him. No, and uh, and this should only make Amos better.
4: It should, and and uh if if this initial dynamic between MVP and Amos is any, any indication of where they're going, I like it mm-hmm. because it's not just. MVP uh, uh, aligning himself with the boss to destroy Lashley. You see his head poking out there, huh?
3: Hold on, it was there for a second, and I I, I hit the ten seconds back button.
4: But I like I how MVP was was like telling the boss, "Go do this. Go make your statement. Don't let your foot off the gas." You know, isn't that hilarious? It was. It was like three seconds. It was. But it like, felt it like it an eternity, like... doesn't it?
3: You can't do that, man. Nope. You gotta come on, Kevin. Come yep. on, Kevin. You gotta you gotta fade in wild yeah, cut on the action. It's I a know.
4: filmmaking one oh one. I know. But I like that dynamic where M V P was kinda coaching Amos during that mm-hmm. beatdown. Oh, yeah, no, me too. Yeah, really yeah, like yeah.
3: That. And then, you know, make your statement, make your statement, mm-hmm. get him back up, crush him, make your statement. I love. I thought that was all good stuff. I, yeah, I really did. It was. Um, and then uh, we also got uh, Damien uh, uh motivation, which, you know what, I do appreciate And Edge himself tweeted this out. I was hoping somebody else would, because Twitter's great at finding Easter eggs. But, you know, the moment months ago, six mm-hmm. months ago, I think it was, when Damien Priest runs into Edge backstage, and Edge is like, hey, kid, you know, you're you're doing good stuff and they shake hands and Damien Priest thinks on it. Boom, now here we are. Mm-hmm. I like that stuff. Um, so the crowd, he there's there's they gotta do a lot to get Damien Priest out of this situation with the crowd because they can't they they have no desire to see him now at this point. And the fact that he's supposed to be the guy that doles out punishment, which I thought was cool you're to nice reference to his name. Of
4: Honor name yeah.
3: Um but then, when AJ comes out with a head full of steam, how did they treat Damian Priest like a chump? He just sort of pff, yeah. dispatches of him, and yeah. then goes and, 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 he, and he tries to take out Edge. So, um, so yeah, I I thought I was I kind I was kind of bummed out. I think that Priest shouldn't have really. I don't think I don't think I don't think Priest really needed to say anything. You don't you don't need that. You don't no. you don't need him to say, hey, this is why I did what I did. He just no. looks weaker doing it.
4: I know. I mean it's, it's 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 if you've been paying attention it's understandable. Yeah, right. Ex- yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh before we get to the the recap White Brownie has raw ratings 2.1 and a 0.63. That's a good demo number. Right. That's a really good demo number. Um
3: it's funny I looked at the uh at the raw ratings from a year ago mm-hmm. and they're exactly where they are now. Like oh, back yeah. in the thunder Yeah, they it's like 1.8, 1.9. Um, two point one is really good mm-hmm. for for Raw these days. Next week is going to drop off because Raw After Mania always pops. Um yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's. I think last year's Raw After Mania was around like one point nine. now. Oh, gotcha. So, gotcha. Up a little yeah, bit then. Up a little
4: bit. Uh, let's jump into it. Show opens with Cody coming out of his little uh, mini Cody Vader. Um. So he he comes to the 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 ring goes. So what do y'all want to talk about? Exactly That's like you did in AEW. That's after good. Yeah. After the contract yeah. news, he says it's. has been think, four- You
3: think any writer had any part of this?
4: No, this is all him. This was all him. This yeah. is all him. Yeah. He says, it's been 47 days since the abrupt news that he's been a free agent. and He chose to remain silent. He heard stories, defamatory whispers, theories surmised to be nonsense. Everyone assumes the decision to return to WWE was difficult. It was not. It was simple, really. He says, the star that left them in the dust, the man standing there now signed a multi-year agreement. With WWE, and if there was a glimmer of doubt, the moment I rose up and walked the rampant mania and defeated one of the best superstars in any era, Seth Rollins, that doubt was eradicated. He says he's an avid reader and he found a quote. This quote is, a man often finds his destiny on the path he takes to avoid it. I see you're highlighting that. I assume you're gonna see where that quote's from. So he says, if you'll humor me uh, and look at the Tron, and he shows a picture of Dusty holding up the old WWWF championship. He says, right there, that's my father, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. It's so simple to say that he's my father, but in reality, he's a legend. He's a son of a plumber, a common man. But to me, he was my hero. He says that photo was taken in 1977 at Madison Square Garden. He's holding the belt that eventually Hulk Hogan would get his hands on, The Undertaker would get his hands on, Shawn Michaels and Triple H too, and many other greats. And he's going to tell a story that made this whole process very simple.
3: He says, uh, this so one. it came from the writer Jean de la Fontaine. <laughs> All right. From, I don't know, sometime in the 1600s. I'm trying to find the actual, he was a French poet.
4: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, he says, this photo was on the mantle in his parents' bedroom till his dad's last day. And he says, when he got hip to the wrestling industry, he asked his dad, I didn't know you were a champion like Hulk Hogan. And so Dusty looked at him and said, very stern and patiently, and he explained what the champion's advantage was. That he had won the match, but since he had won it by count he didn't win the title. So he says, here I was eight years old. And at eight years old, I knew uh, not what I wanted to do, but what I needed to do. I was gonna win that championship belt, and I was gonna bestow it to my dad and tell him that no one could take it away from him now. He says, there are many here who have followed my journey, But to those of you who are new to it, unfortunately, that dream died. It died right in front of me. That opportunity passed. That opportunity passed or did it. Since I can't physically put that belt in in my father's hands, but I can certainly put it around the waist of the American nightmare. With that in mind, the silence is broken. The intentions are clear. I stand before you ready, finally ready, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to give my family distinction that's been denied, and I'm going to do it for the fans. I'm going to do it for myself. I'm going to do it for my family and I'm going to do it for the American dream dusty Rhodes. And so Seth comes down to the ring. Cody chucks the mic aside and extends his hand. Seth smiles, shakes it and just leans in and says, welcome home.
3: Yeah. And then Cody looked like, okay, what's the, what's the, what's the twist here? Yeah. What's what's, you know, yeah. um, I thought this was wonderfully performed either. You know, he was getting choked up, which seemed completely legitimate. Um, you know, like you said earlier, he completely outlined his motivation, his ambition, what he wants mm-hmm. to do, what he wants to accomplish. Um, he brought a PowerPoint presentation uh, or at least a slideshow mm-hmm. of one slide. Um, I, I thought it was great, man. I thought, I thought this this made him look big. It mm-hmm. made him look, okay, this guy. And now I'd be kind of surprised if he didn't accomplish that goal, which yeah. kind of means that Roman's going to ditch one of those titles and just leave it on Raw.
4: It seems, it seems to be the case. And I guess the question now is not – If, but when Cody's going to win. Is this going to be, are they going to take their time and build up to it maybe next year at Mania? Are they going to do it as soon as SummerSlam? Obviously, it's going to happen at a major Mm pay-per-view.
3: Yeah, sure, sure. And it should be, I mean, they should focus on this story. They have, dude, they have something. They have something. Now now you run with it Mm -hmm. and you plot out the steps. You plot out the beats and the fans will go along with it.
4: Yeah. Uh, Cody's love is a good idea. Does Cody win the title at Madison Square Garden? Ooh! Make all the sense in the world. Ooh! That's, the a the world. That's, a whoop whoop, that's a good one. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, no, man, this, I, I liked all this stuff. Does WWE have any pay per views in New York this year? New York. Anyways, you can carry on, and I'll, 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 mm-hmm. I'll interject if I have an answer for this.
3: Uh, so after that, we had Naomi and Sasha Banks versus Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Was this this was a championship contender
4: match? Wasn't it, it was. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, uh, for, well, I guess not, because I ended up getting a rematch for the titles. I ended up getting a title shot and a loss here. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sasha and Naomi get their uh, uh, finish on... live, live, uh, Liv, Liv Morgan, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Liv, uh, Rhea gets back in the ring, Liv apologizes for the loss, and Rhea just walks out on her. She just leaves on her own. Liv goes chasing her up as Kevin Owens' uh, music hits. He comes to the ramp. And uh, he says, you know, I might have made a mistake. He says, on Saturday night in the main event of WrestleMania when I had Stone Cold Steve Austin on as my guest on the KO show. He says, I unveiled my plan to trick him into one last match match, and I underestimated him because the Texas rattlesnake is still great. He says, you have to be great to beat one of the greatest superstars in the history of WWE, Kevin Owens. He says, I'm one of the greatest to ever step foot in the ring And when I tricked Austin into having his first match in 19 years, he says, I tricked myself a bit, too, because I went in that match with a pretty bad back injury. So I'm not lying. He says, I was limping when I came down that ramp. So I was lifting weights in the gym, a lot of weights, and I hurt myself. I should have gone home, but I knew the WWE Universe needed me to deliver a great Mania main event. So I put myself at risk for the fans. And that means as great as it was for Austin, he says, it should be stricken from the record. And then he's interrupted, and on the Tron you see Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and it's like who is this guy? And then he comes out, and you know they're on a long shot when he comes out, and he's got some like sort of, I don't know, salmon and yeah. nude colored coral.
4: It's like coral,
3: yeah, trunks, yeah. and
4: like a yeah, like a like a, an off white, yeah,
3: longer hair. What what like before you realized it was Elias? Well, I had a spoiled for me, so I already knew it was Elias. Okay, so you knew what was going to happen. Okay, yeah. oh that's right, I literally texted you. Yeah. Um, you spoiled. So for me. yeah, I did the spoiler. I'm Dick Togo. So, uh, he comes out and it took me a second. I'm like, <gasps> holy shit. That's Elias. I'm like, what is this Ezekiel business? So, um, Kevin Owens is like, uh, Elias. He's like, where have you been? Uh, uh, he says, who do you th- who the hell do you think you are interrupting me? And Ezekiel says, uh, I'm not Elias. I'm, uh, Elias's younger brother. My name is Ezekiel. (laughs) But he's saying it so tongue in cheek. Yeah. And immediately I'm thinking, are they doing some weird, like, meta storyline about WWE changing people's names and identities? Yes. Like, that's kind of fucking genius, to be honest with you. If they do it right, which they are. Well, here's the thing if they do it
4: right, but there's also another one of those things where they get criticism for doing something, or rather, adjusting the criticism of what they're doing to actually uh, uh, make the fans be happier, they just make a joke out of it yeah
3: but here's the thing I understand fans being up in arms about it I also understand the business aspect of wanting to protect your own IP I, I get why they do it I just wish they would do it in a way that was a bit more creative, creatively satisfying this right here number one is unnecessary because they own the name Elias I know. and number two it's fucking hilarious he comes out and he's obviously Elias just with a you know he's shaved and he's got a different outfit on yeah um, he says. Uh, 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 he says. Ezekiel says. You know. Uh, oh, so Kevin Owens says. No, you're a liar. Stop the bullshit. Stop lying. I hate liars. And Ezekiel says, "Well, you must hate yourself then, because on Saturday night, on Saturday night, you lied to Stone Cold and you got yourself stunned." Crowd starts saying, "You got stunned. You got stunned." Kevin Owens says. Uh, he says, "You know, I don't like Ezekiel. I used to like you. Now I don't. No, you know what? That's a lie. I never liked you." He says, whatever you want to call yourself, you've got 10 seconds to get out of this ring or else. And then Kevin Owens counts down from 10, and Ezekiel doesn't move a beat. He's, like, Mm -hmm. ready for whatever's going to come. Kevin Owens uh, gets down to
4: one. Then he just leaves. He just leaves. Um, So White Brownie here says, Raw, July 25th, is at Madison Square Garden. Mmm. Uh then we got uh Dominic Mysterio versus Miz. I thought I accidentally fast forward through this match some of this match, but no, it was very short. Miz wins like really quickly with a skull crushing finale. He's a dominator now. Dominatable. Well, Domin- I get it. Nice pun there. I
3: actually did not mean
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that clever. So then Veer finally comes. And uh, Yes. So yeah. Miz sees him coming. He decides yeah. to leave the ring Good before day. he comes. So Veer comes to the ring. He boots Dom, hits a huge clothesline on Ray, hits him with a side slam and then puts on what uh Jimmy Smith called the cervical clutch on Dom and Dom's tapping out. He can't tap out fast enough to get out of this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm.
3: So, yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty much dominated by Veer. So, you know, that's that's cool. That's whatever. It's you know what? He they, they didn't make a joke out of Veer. So that's fine.
4: That's good. I know.
3: Uh, after that we had a Bianca Belair promo. Uh, mm-hmm. I missed the first part of this, so okay. I'm not going to try of to butcher your notes
4: here. Sure, sure. So first off, she says that she wants to thank the fans from Never So a couple times during her promo, sometimes on my DVR stuff will kind of skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a couple instances in here where it skipped, and so I hope I piece it together well enough. So she Her says she eye wasn't to to she took off her glasses. She had like yeah. Harley. Her eye yeah. was messed up. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, she says I want to thank the fans for never giving up on me um, for believing that she'd once again stand the ring holding this championship as her own she takes off her sunglasses and that's when you see her her shiner she has there she says I stand here with one eye tonight but uh, she wants to thank Becky for that because even all the way back to SummerSlam without that humiliating moment where Becky took my title in less than 30 seconds without that moment I couldn't have realized how much better I could be Mm -hmm. says I'll never Mm -hmm. take for granted where I am because just like that it could be taken away and that hurt but I didn't have to cheat and I didn't have to hurt my opponent to get back to the top I went through hell and back from SummerSlam to Saturday night at Mania uh, Becky said that uh, I tried to take everything from her but I actually think it was Becky that tried to take everything from me she poked at me she came from my throat for my hair for, even for my eye and even with one eye I caught everything Becky threw my way. With one eye, I fought till the end. And with one eye, I'm standing here tonight. I overcame all that because the fans deserve better. And I think she says, this weren't cut out, cut out. So I became better, and I'm going to be the best champ I can be. She knows what it feels. She says, I know what it feels like to be at the top. I know how hard it is to stay at the top. And now that I have this title, I uh, never want to let it go ever again. I'm willing to fight and face every single woman in the locker room. No woman's prepared to do what it takes to get the title from me because after Saturday, I am different and I am better. And she says, now that Becky doesn't have the title to defend, maybe she can find out who she is without the championship. She says, I know who I am. I'm the EST of WWE and the new Raw Women's Champ. It was a really good promo. It was, it was really a good.
3: really good promo. I kind of wish that we would have gotten a clearer picture as to what is going to be next for her. Yeah. You know, maybe somebody interrupting. That's kind of, that. that's one thing that's like sort of a staple for Raw's After Mania that, you know, or whenever there's a big blow-off match at any point, you know, I want somebody to step up, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll find out soon enough. After that, we had rematch from Stand and Deliver. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker, once again, for the NXT title. We talked about this, uh, uh, you know, in our intro uh But yeah, I mean, I kind of appreciate with Braun Breaker, the story, of course, is he's new. And so but once and they even mention this during the thing, they say, you know, everybody notes Braun Breaker's power and explosiveness, but he's also a student of the game. You'll find him in the in the in the film room Mm -hmm. studying tape um, as much as you will in the gym. And so, yes, he doesn't have a lot of experience, but he learns quickly and the finish almost went down identical to stand and deliver run breaker adjusted, he ends up getting the win here against Dolph Ziggler and he's your new two-time NXT yep. champion.
4: Yep. Yep. Probably should have happened in front of an NXT crowd, but didn't. Um, after that, MVP comes out and he says, they say that actions speak louder than words and it is his privilege to introduce a man whose action spoke volumes at WrestleMania, a man who single-handedly triumphed over Amos. He didn't even need my help so he introduces Bob Lashley. Lashley comes to the ring. uh, He gets the mic. And the crowd is chanting, Bobby, Bobby. It's great to see Lashley get this kind of reaction. It's awesome.
3: Oh, absolutely, Yeah. Um,
4: yeah. And Lashley says, as to why he stepped up to Amos, I couldn't resist. I had to see how strong, how powerful Amos was. And when I stepped in the ring with him, I thought to myself, do you really want to do this? But then he knew when he knocked Amos on his ass, He knew it could be done at Mania. He could say that Amos beat the hell out of him. He's the strongest man he's ever been in the ring with. He felt almost hopeless for a second, but he knew that if Amos made a mistake, he knew he was going to beat him, and that's what happened. And then he's interrupted by Amos. He comes to the ring. He just yells, I want a rematch. That was a fluke. Mm -hmm. And then MVP relays that to the crowd Mm -hmm. on the mic because of just said it. And then so MVP, MVP says, Hey, Amos wants a rematch. And Lashley squares up to Amos. He's ready to fight yeah. right there. And then MVP yeah. blasts Lashley from behind. Amos blasts him. MVP hits uh, Lashley with some grind and pound, yells at Lashley, You don't need me, huh? Mm-hmm. And then he tells Amos to crush him. Make your statement. Yeah. And so they, they beat him up a bit. And then Amos hits Lashley with a choke bomb. And MVP raises Amos's hand.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. It's really good yep stuff. good stuff yeah
3: that no, was good stuff
4: uh after
3: that we had Liv Morgan walking up to Rhea backstage Rhea says hey I've been talking to Pierce and Sonia we got a tag title match next week Liv says you know that makes up for what happened thanks for doing that Rhea says no thank you for give, for forgiving me now let's go get that let's go win that gold next week that, that makes, ain't makes, gonna
4: happen this makes no sense why they lost the championship contender match and then get a championship shot anyways
3: uh Yeah, I mean, it's just Rhea's going to turn heel on Liv. That's uh-huh. what's going to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, it'd be nice. I don't know. Maybe, you know, you can catch people off guard. Hey, Pierce, can I get a tag match, a uh, title match next week? Oh, did you guys win this week? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: Sure. Yeah, sure, that's good. All right, yeah, you got it. It's already in the books. It's done. So we were scheduled to have Carmella and Zelina Vega take on Shayna Baszler and Natalya. However, before the match began, as Mike Rome is about to announce, Shayden and Natalia, excuse me, I had a burrito for lunch. Mm. Oh, uh, Selena nice. grabs the mic. What kind of burrito was it? It's a a, a vegetarian one. It just has beans and, and corn and some... Like, like homemade or from a place? No, it was from Trader Joe's. Nice. They're really good. Put them in the air fryer. Hmm. So Selena grabs the mic from Mike Rome, and uh, she says, Hey, Carmella, you're the one that cost us the tag tiles at WrestleMania. You're so preoccupied with yourself, and the man who was a fool for marrying you However, he is a very handsome man. and Carmella snatches the mic from Zelina. Says, I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. and, and Who cares that you won the Queen's Crown Tournament? Says, when uh, Corey and I announced that we were getting married, I was sure that you were going to be one of my bridesmaids. Not anymore. Now you can be my flower girl. Oof! And then Zelina punches Carmella. Carmella rolls out of the ring and basically leaps into Corey's arms. Zelina yanks her to the floor and walks away. And so Corey kind of helps Carmelo up Carmelo up into his chair and he's like okay you're safe now everything's fine and yeah. then they just start making out oh yeah man sucking face mm-hmm. swapping spit Mm-hmm. It's stuff hot uh,
3: <laughs> after that <laughs> we got the Usos backstage Theory's looking mad dude and the Usos point that out and say you're looking mad man because unlike us you didn't get the W at Mania he says uh, our tag championships aren't going anywhere we're going to show the bloodline still runs the whole company they asked Theory if Vince made him. They are like, oh, Vince made you the chosen one. And uh, we almost believe the hype. But we'd be embarrassed if we lost a Stone Cold and an ex-NFL punter. Theory goes off. He says, I had Pat beat. He got lucky. And he's not going to talk. He says, I'm not even going to talk about Stone Cold. He said, Vince McMahon never made a mistake. And I'm the best investment Vince has ever made. And tonight, Finn might as well be Pat McAfee because I'm. he's going to catch around. A-Town down.
4: <laughs> he was hot. He was, he was upset. So that match happened next. You got RK Bro and Finn Balor versus the Usos and Austin Theory. so the Usos are in control. Jay is preening to the crowd. He even goes over and and punches Finn off the apron. But this all allows Matt Riddle, who is is in customary fashion for uh, an RK Bro tag match. Riddle's isolated. He hits a knee mm-hmm. on Jay. Gets the hot tag to Orton. Jimmy gets tagged into. Randy goes on a run. Uh, as he's going for a draping DDT, Theory tags himself in. Orton hits the draping DDT. He's looking for an RKO. Theory drop kicks him into his corner, his own corner. Finn tags in. He's looking for a coup de gras on Theory. Theory uh, evades that. He's looking for his finish. Finn reverses that to reverse DDT. Jimmy breaks up that pin. Jimmy eats an RKO. Jay super kicks Randy. Uh, Riddle gets a super kick as well. Finn hits Jay with a sling blade. And then Theory hits Finn with uh, his finisher. I believe they call it A Town Down now to get mm-hmm. the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite part about this was
3: Randy Orton doing Finn Balor's entrance motion. When Finn gets up on the thing and he does this, Randy did this too, <laughs> and he was chuckling. <laughs> he just seems like he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Austin Theory is probably going to pick up that U.S. title sooner. Than seems, like seems like it. Seems like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So then we had a very lengthy Edge promo with Davey Priest. Damian Priest. So he comes out. He says, "I'm an honest man." He said, uh, you know, I said that AJ would face his judgment at Mania, and he did. He said, I didn't expect Damian Priest to appear, but it makes perfect sense if you stopped to think about it. He says, for AJ, for most of us, I know thinking is hard. He's, he's doing it for the, for the crowd. He's like, for most of you, thinking is hard. Yeah, sorry. He says, but for too long, Priest fought his inner self, just like me. He says, for too long, he was a role model for all the sheep. And the crowd starts chanting, we are sheep, <laughs> we are sheep. He says, so without further ado, I demand everybody here rise for the man who respects my message. The man who will be the punishment mm-hmm. for the guilty. And then uh, Damien Priest makes his way Damien to the ring. Damien Priest. Shakes hand with Edge. He really should go back to that deep voice, dude. Oh, it was fun. Um He says, uh, he, Edge, sorry, asked Damien. Uh, what it was about my message that caused him to take his career back into his own hands? I like he's like, so what part of what I said really stuck with you? He's yeah, doing resonated focus group. with you, yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and uh, Priest says, you know, first of all, you've meant a lot to me for a long time. He says, but the weeks leading into Mania, I was lost. Yeah, you know, the crowd starts chanting, "We don't care." Uh, he says, uh, there was a time that that would have bothered me. Edge says, "Not anymore, losers." And then, pre—it's funny because, like, for he needs to be careful with that shit because for a guy who is all about, you know, the, the eloquent verbiage and whatnot. I know, I know.
4: There's a couple times going
3: down him. to a pedestrian level, it sort of just doesn't fit with what the character's supposed yeah. to be. I
4: and think. that happened a couple times here.
3: Yeah, it, it totally. Um, and it's like I understand maybe the concept is he's full of shit. Yeah, but you'd think that he'd been doing it for so long he can not break that veneer of you know what he's trying to be
4: of on, on anyways the priest, is, he's putting out yes yeah.
3: so priest says uh you know i tried to please everybody except for myself but all that changed when i heard your message he says it gave me direction he says i know you were speaking to aj but it felt like you were speaking directly to me and that's why it was easy to make the decision to pledge my loyalty to you ed says it was the best decision of your life but it's funny the night uh, uh, I had my epiphany it was the same night that Priest decided to take your power back. He says, what a coincidence. We judged AJ at Mania, and then we're going to pass judgment on anybody who challenges our message. He says, now AJ is going to keep coming. He says, I wanted the pit bull and I got it. But the thing about pit bulls, is they, they, they don't have intellect. They only know how to fight, not flight. Or he, they only know fight, not flight, the fight or flight thing. He says, but AJ has to realize that uh, his best option is, is flight he says you got to think about your family his your kids need a father and then aj interrupts storms towards the ring priest goes out to intercept him and he just completely gets uh, thrown over the barricade by aj aj hits the ring to attack edge he posts him twice gets a couple of chairs out looks for a concerto priest lays him out priest and edge hit uh, a leg sweep and a spear combo edge sets up for a concerto the refs and the producers come out to break it up
4: uh, then we had Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. So Alpha Academy just beats the heck out of the Profits before the bell even rings. Adam Pearce comes out and is like, "Hey, if the four of you just wanna wanted to fight, all you had to do was ask." This is now a Texas Tornado uh, tag match. You know, dude, this was fun, but kind of similar to the six man
3: tag earlier. I don't know. I just I always feel like those types of matches are just like, well, we don't have anything else. Let's give them a little bit of like some WrestleMania taste. Mm-hmm. And put him back in the ring with each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like the stuff where I'm like, ah, I could I could miss this. This could have been something else. I don't know.
4: I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know what though. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Uh, the end was fun though. So uh, Otis gets a table from under the ring. He sets it up. Uh, Gable puts Dawkins on it, and so Otis is looking for a Vader bomb. Uh, and then while well, that's all happening, Gable like hits a crossbody that sends him and Ford over the top out of the ring. Uh, while that's happening, Dawkins gets off the table, dumps Otis to the floor, sends him into the ring steps. By that point, Ford's back of the ring. He's going up at the top rope. Gable goes over, sweeps his feet out from under him looking for a superplex. Ford pushes him off. Uh, Gable punches, sorry, Dawkins punches Gable. So uh, Chad falls on the table and then Ford hits him with a frog splash through the table to get the win. Yep. Uh, after that finally the tribal chief
3: arrives at raw comes out he says uh you know instead of doing because it looked like he was on the verge of saying you know uh dallas acknowledge me he says no we're gonna do things a little bit different uh i'm gonna switch things up a little bit and he says wise man explain the bloodline success so paul heyman gets on the mic he says the usos are the longest reigning tag champions in the history of smackdown the largest box office receipts for SummerSlam.'" Survivor Series, because Roman was in the main event, the first billion-dollar grossing year in sports entertainment, the largest box office in the history of the Rumble, and he's mentioning that Roman Reigns was on the top of all this. The largest crowd's largest grossing mania, Roman Reigns was on the top throughout it all. Crowd starts chanting for Roman. He says, Heyman, you always say that what's good for Roman Reigns is good for WWE. He says, and it's no secret, with me at the head of the table, the billion-dollar deals are coming easy. that's because i'm the last needle mover and i'm the last needle mover because i'm constantly operating at god mode but you see i'm so much more than all that i'm a man of my word i called my shot and i delivered i said i was gonna smash brock what did i do i smashed him he says that's the past now other men would hang their hat on this last weekend but that's not who i am i'm never content i'm a progressive tribal chief i'm constantly moving forward so, this Friday on SmackDown,
4: I'm going to let you know what the next step is. But until then, Dallas, Texas, acknowledge me. I wonder how the show would have went if they had switched the opening and closing segments. If they had Roman open and had Cody close the show.
3: To would maybe 1.8 million. Everybody tuning out of that shit. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Um,. I don't know because I know like Fightful had said that there was like some you know waffling on uh, what was going to close Cody mm-hmm. or Roman. I think Roman is probably the smart move, you know, making people stick around to find out what's going to happen with the undisputed championship. Uh, unfortunately, they just decided to say find out on SmackDown. Um, but it's kind of apropos for Roman, anyways. You know, keep everybody hanging on your last word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they'll tune in to SmackDown. SmackDown will get $2.4 2.5 million, 2. 5 million or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. We'll find out. Anyways, let's go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah. I've got a um uh thread right here on the Patreon, patreon dot com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh let's see here. First up uh uh
4: Trying to find one that we haven't already talked about. No. Here. Well, here, while you look, the uh, Mayor of Planet Houston here in chat says, Triple H left his boots in the rink at WrestleMania. Who steals them and gains H powers?
3: Cody should be Cody.
4: I wanted a pedigree at WrestleMania. Tommaso right? Ciampa. Oh, that's good, too. That's a good answer,
3: too. How about they have a, they have a match for, for Triple it. H's boots? Who gets to be Triple H's boots now? Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, my goodness, we have addressed we have addressed all this stuff. Oh wow, white brown. Oh with, yeah, here we go. Sorry, we go, go ahead. Wolfpack for life. What other superstars have little brothers, and what are their names? Well, obviously, Undertaker has Kane, but yeah. we know that one. Uh, does Finn have a younger brother in kayfabe? What if it's revealed that Butch is his younger brother? Oh wow, which doesn't even make sense because they're not even remotely from the same area.
4: No, no, that'd be interesting though. Does yeah. Seth have a little brother? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keith, it, it's Keith Rawls. It's
3: Steph. Oh. Like Seth and like the go. Curry Brothers. Yeah. There you go. Good. I like Keith's good, though. Who's Okay. So, who would Keith's older brother be? Let's say there is a Keith. Oh. Older um. Keith Lee.
4: Okay. Okay. Keith Lee. <laughs> I was going to say Austin Theory, even though I think Austin Theory is probably younger than what Keith is supposed to be in Righteous Tempest. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, White Brownie with Money of the Bank coming up soon. Do you see WB writing their wrong by having Cody win it? It's entirely possible. He wins Money of the Bank and then cashes in at the Madison Square Garden Raw and wins the title there.
3: Uh yeah, Money of the Bank's in June, isn't it?
4: Yeah, fourth of July weekend. <laughs> that was dope. I said it's in June. He said, Yeah, fourth of July. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is it fourth of July weekend, really? Yeah. I think it's second crazy. or something like that. Okay. Uh Folsom Joe, who has the higher ceiling, Bronn Breaker or Wardlow?
3: Boy, that's a great question. It is.
4: My gut I, says Wardlow. Well, right now Wardlow has a more interesting character. Or he's involved in a more interesting storyline. I feel like Braun
3: Breaker is one of them dudes who, with the right thing, he could break out huge. Yeah, exactly. But they got to figure out what that right I thing know, is. I know. Agreed. And that's not always guaranteed. Same thing with Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory just needs that one little thing that that Cena wearing the jersey thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then he'll break out huge. But I don't know that. I don't know if they're going to find it. With with Austin Theory, it might just end up being. Uh, they just might end up just pounding them down our throats, you know. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, Cornbread hoss with the NCAA tournament ending last night. I've got a question. What are some of your favorite wrestling tournaments? Deadly games. Survivor it's a series. deadly game. Ninety-eight.
3: G one every year. Yeah, it's really. Uh, it's a G one. Let's see here. Lords. Now, my my new favorite tournament is the uh, uh, Lose Your Way Up tournament.
4: Oh, in AAA, <laughs> yeah. Winner gets lose, out
3: tournament. Loser oh, of the Lord tournament God.
4: loses her mask, yeah. Yeah,
3: that's amazing. That's is, that's what a brilliant concept. It's pretty creative. You're trying desperately to get out of this tournament. Uh, Lord Ziffer, what are some ways to get Finn Balor back on track because his create has been so bad with the U.S. title?
4: Well, you've got to win, you should stop losing. <laughs> Sometimes it's just that easy. Isn't it? it really is. Win something, man. People like Finn. People want to cheer for Finn, but
3: then I they know. have him lose. It's weird. They have they have the guy. They have the guy. It's Finn Balor, but Finn's probably, God damn, pal. Just He's loses. so small.
4: It's loses. All the time, loses. Uh, Roz Cody, after, what if after his match at Mania, Stone Cold caught the itch to wrestle some more? Who does he face? Hey, Goldberg. Oh, gosh. Dream Bitch. Last last. Last thing I'd want to see. I think uh, Stone Cold versus Seth would be really good.
3: Yeah, you got to put him in there. With, you know, I, I would say this. I, I know, Look, n- there's, there's like one person. There's two people I can think of. Number one is just Kevin Owens. They did it. The other one is Mox. Mm. You know, because they're sort of the most Stone Cold guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I guess CM Punk. CM Punk maybe but I don't know it's funny man like somebody asked in in the edit of uh, reactions you know given that especially me like I've been a huge like Stone Cold is my guy he was like man yeah. why I didn't pop more for him coming back for a match and I think it's because I'm just not into the nostalgia thing that much mm-hmm. like it doesn't even even it's taken me a little bit to get back into like when, when CM Punk came back, thought it was cool. I thought I was like, okay, this is neat, but all the, all, all those guys are to me is a reminder of them at their best. And it's also kind of a reminder that they're not, and I'm not saying punk isn't like still a great, right. He's clearly still a great wrestler, but there was something unique about CM Punk in that situation back in 2011. Uh It was WWE was rapidly moving away from him and he was there to call them out on their bullshit. And he would do that during that span of time, constantly calling them out on their bullshit. Mm -hmm. And it was a unique situation. He's not in that situation anymore. And you can he can I'm sure I, I have no doubt that CM Punk, you know, he is the MJF stuff was great. He's still in some really good stuff. He could still really cut a good promo. Austin, on the other hand, like he's just a reminder of how good 1998 was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's not going to be that Nope. again. Nope. And it can't be that again. And so it's little more for me than, oh, this is cool. This is fun, but it's not vital and it's not urgent in the moment. You know, exactly,
4: exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, Stone Cold coming back to having a match. Okay, yeah, I guess that's neat. But my my excitement net level never rose above. Oh, neat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same.
3: Even even when they brought the ref out, it was like. I mean, I did. I found a lot more. I was popping a lot more for the entertainment value of what happened the next night because old ass Vince was going crazy, and then and then seeing two guys in there just having fun mm-hmm. and laughing at the ridiculousness of it. I I thoroughly enjoy. I'm not super emotionally invested in it. It's just like, I like people having fun, you know? And Austin laughing his ass off over that awful, awful Vince Stunner really tickled the hell out of me. But it's not like the same thing as me back in 1998 watching Austin going off every week Mm. as this fucking dangerous, you know, character who this, this, this time bomb who could just go off at
4: any moment. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So there you go. Uh this is probably a good one to end on here. White Brownie with Seth Rollins recently saying he wants one more match with Mox, which is more likely to happen Mox in WWE or Tyler Black in All Elite Wrestling.
3: That's a great question. I would in my gut would say Mox in WWE, which I think is a, so not going to happen. Yeah. But I think that's so much more likely than Seth Rollins leaving the big time.
4: Yeah. Totally agreed. Yeah. Like if, if, if you know, uh, with Cody going back to WB and he, if he kind of gets a degree of creative latitude that very few people get and p- people that may have left at WB for that reason because they weren't getting, getting any creative latitude to see that, can negotiate that for themselves, it's entirely possible. I don't think it's likely for Mox to go back. It seems like he was miserable when he was there the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. But, you know... You never know. He he could be in AEW for another five, ten years. Feel like, well, I've done all I could do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm go back to get one last massive payday. Mm-hmm. Go in the WB Hall of Fame and 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 go into retirement and just do GCW shows when I want to. You know. You know the
3: thing is there. There, there is only so much you can do in wrestling in general. Like he's already look at how much stuff he's already done mm-hmm. outside of WWE. At a certain point, that might not be his thing. He might be like, you know, I've done so many blood sports. I've bled a lot. I've done death matches. I've done everything. I've been AEW world champion already. I helped establish AEW um, with my name recognition. You know, maybe at some point he's just going to be like, you know what? I'll go have some fun with some old friends in WWE, get a huge payday. uh, And, and, you know... the thing is also, like, Cody's got a multi-year deal. I don't know if that's two years or three years, but time yeah. flies. Yeah, it does. Time flies. And and I I honestly half expect Cody to go back to AEW after this contract. I would not be surprised. That would not shock me at all. Because what is he like doing? Remaining relevant. Mm-hmm. And if you got a con and he's learned, if you got a contract coming up and you walk away, you're the talk of the town.
4: hmm
3: yep. Anyways. Uh, Twitch chat, stick around. We'll hang out for a little bit and raid somebody. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Of course, tomorrow we'll be back with our NXT review. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
1: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well.